friends, and welcome to the CU Insight Network podcast. My name is Lauren Culp. I'm the publisher and CEO at CUinsight.com. And it's my job on the show to have conversations with all of the thought leaders who support the credit union community. There are so many of them. And together, we get to identify those issues that affect credit unions and talk about best practices to learn from one another and improve our credit unions. My guest on today's show is Anthony Arizola. He's the sales executive at CU Next Gen. So excited to have him. Anthony, thank you for being here. Yes, thank you very much for having me. Excited to be here as well. I always like to start off the show the same way every time because so many of the folks who work in the credit union community did not mean to. <laughs> uh, so many of us did not grow up thinking that we would work with credit unions one, you know, one day. But curious, what did you want to be growing up? So that's a great question. Ask me that. It would depend on the day of the week because it, it definitely varied growing up as a child. But I would say kind of... I'm a Midwesterner and I played football growing up. So sports was definitely involved and a good majority, especially in my high school career, I wanted to actually be an NFL coach. So whether that be some sort of by position coach or an NFL offensive coordinator, like that was my dream job for the longest. And then talking with one of my teachers, uh, I think it was like junior year. He was like, you know, I think you'd, you should, you'd be a great scout or have you ever thought about being a, a sports agent? So I watched like Jerry Maguire and that inspired me for a little bit. And then that kind of senior year kind of had an epiphany where it's like, you know, the the chances of actually ending up the NFL, whether it be a coach as a player, uh, it's a long road travel, probably should have some sort of backup plan. So I really kind of fell in love with business. Still wanted to kind of focus on sports marketing was kind of the avenue I wanted to go. But by the time I got to, to college, it was business. And so the path that I'm on as a sales uh, to you next gen is kind of, Somewhat of what I, oh, I dropped up a little bit. I love it. Well, so from potential, you know, football career working working in sports marketing, what was the journey like then? When once you settled on business, what was that journey like to your current role as the sales executive at CU Next Gen? I'm going to chuckle a little bit because the first question about wanting to grow up and work with credit unions, I actually kind of did senior year, okay. and right as soon as about I turned 18. So I turned 18 senior year uh, of high school. And my grandma at the time was working for a core data processing QSO here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Michigan, CU Answers. She worked in the accounting department. And at the time, CU Answers, Sister QSO Extend also shared real estate with them. They were in the same office. And Extend was building out their contact center and the member services team. And this is right about the same time Reg E was going on, where all the credit unions had to notify every single member about Reg E that they actually had to tell the credit union that they either wanted to opt in or opt out. And Xtend was helping with this. And my grandma calls me and says, Hey, you know, we're looking for some summer workers here. I know that you kind of have been working odds and end jobs throughout, you know, high school. Would you be interested in doing this in summer work? I said, sure. I go to the interview. And of course, it's, you know, I'm in a boardroom meeting with a few of the managers and HR. It was kind of like my first coming, like, hey, welcome to the corporate world. And started doing that start a little bit on the the outbound side. And then they actually started to grow out really their whole entire business line of working with credit unions, kind of being an extension of the credit union themselves in the call center. Um, and so I was able to take on a inbound role where actually I was helping members with questions that they had about their accounts. And I did that all throughout senior year of high school. And as I continued to work with them, I kind of had, you know, I was really intrigued. I'm like, there's a lot going on with credit unions. Like I was definitely aware of what a credit union was, but I didn't know about all the system, all the technology that went into it. And so 
throughout college, I continued to work for uh, Extend in various different capacities. And so I kind of felt a passion and, and a little bit of a calling with credit unions. But I took a little bit of a, once college, I graduated from college, kind of took a 180 and decided I wanted to do something a little bit different. So I got into recruiting um, and talent acquisition for a couple of years. And I learned a great deal uh, of just overall knowledge. I had a great mentor. Um, so Nick Osveen, who actually owns the company that I worked for, or that I worked for at the time called Talent Tech, taught me a lot. And, you know, at that point, I was like, man, I kind of really miss the the credit union space. I, I really love technology. How can I get back into that? And CU Answers actually had an opportunity to open on their sales team. So I went back to CU Answers, uh, was on the sales side and actually sold core data processing to credit unions all throughout the Midwest, was there for a couple of years, and then went into the fintech space a little bit just to kind of get to know more and get something a little bit outside of core data processing. And actually, of all the people that recruited me to see you next gen, it was my my wife. So my wife comes from a, a similar background in core data processing, uh, specifically on, on core conversions. And she had made the jump to see you next gen. And it wasn't even a full month she was there. She's having a conversation with Haley Harrison, our vice president of operations, who's been on the show before. Yeah. And they made a comment like, so what does your husband do? Because we're both working from home at the time. And they're like, well, he, he, you know, he's got similar background, works with credit unions. And they're like, hey, we don't have a salesperson. Do you think he'd be interested in at least just talking with us? And, you know, of course, my wife tells me this and I'm like, ah, you know, I, I appreciate it. I, I'm I'm happy where I'm at. She's like, you know, no, no, just listen to what they have to say. Just have a conversation with Haley. So sure enough, I said, I'm more than happy to have a conversation. I get on a call with Haley, as well as our uh, director of products and implementation, Clark Duncan. And he might as well bit a fly on the wall because as soon as I got on the call, Haley and I hit it off. I don't even think it was an actual interview. It was more like her and I uh, were just having a nice casual conversation over a beer. And ultimately, she was just like, we need somebody to come in and basically just man up the sales. You want to own the sales process. You want to own the business development and marketing. It's your kingdom. I'm giving you the keys. And at that point, I was like, say no more. I love what I'm hearing. You guys sound like a great group of people to come work with. And so that's how I ended up here at uh, See You Next Gen. That is an amazing story. And you mentioned so many people. I I know Clark Duncan too. We we go way back in the... (laughs) And it's so um, cool to hear that the credit unions are really like in your DNA. <laughs> they they are. I mean, actually, the, the funny thing is, is so, you know, again, people traditionally don't think about growing up and wanting to work for a credit union or get in the credit union space. But uh, I had aspirations of being a, a credit union board member. And after so many years, uh, finally got a connection. And I also just joined the board of my credit union that I've been a longtime member for this past year. It's Adventure Credit Union here in Grand Rapids in Michigan. And I would say that uh, some Haley likes to joke and call me Mr. Credit Union because not only do I live and breathe, you know, day in and day out in my day to day job, but, you know, in my outside of work, I'm also, you know, still living and breathing in the credit union space. That. <laughs> that is so cool. And, and such a, an important thing to do. You know, I know the boards of credit unions are always looking for folks who have some financial services background and, and have a lot of passion for credit unions. So that's so cool. So let's talk about CU Next Gen for a minute. What is that elevator pitch that you would give folks about what CU Next Gen really does and where where it adds value for credit unions? Absolutely. Uh, so I will keep it a short elevator pitch because uh, God bless anybody's soul who gets stuck into an elevator with me and <laughs> has to listen to my pitch. 
but I like to say, so we're QSO dedicated to bringing next generation technology to credit unions. And really, our goal is to improve the service delivered to your credit union members, the daily experience of your staff members, and to streamline the efficiencies of your day-to-day operations. So we were formed to deliver solutions by leveraging some of the fastest emerging technologies in today's world. So things like no-code development, robotic process automation, um, and artificial intelligence, which we hear about every day now. And, you know, these solutions are all proprietary to CU Next Gen. All of those solutions I just mentioned, it's ours. We own it. And really at the core of what CU Next Gen does is it's automation and collaboration. And what we love to tell credit unions when we're having conversations with them and explaining our toolkit is, so our toolkit is basically Legos. We will give you the Legos. You tell us how you want to build the Legos and we will make that dream come true. That is such a cool way to describe it. I I love that. And I think that sort of succinctly sums it up right there. So so speaking of the Legos, you know, we all know that resources at credit unions are maybe a little bit more limited as compared to the big banks. And whether we're talking about number of employees or expertise or systems, but that too sometimes brings up this idea that that maybe credit unions have to settle for out-of-the-box solutions to your point instead of being able to build their own <laughs> Legos. Can you share then more about how CU Next Gen can really come alongside credit unions to support them with these limited resources? Love the Lego example, but how do how do you work with credit unions in that? Absolutely. Uh, so I would say the first and foremost, our team uh, is a, a huge reason and a huge value add to to credit unions and helping them with the limited access that they have to resources. So our, our US team uh, here on CU Next Gen, they are phenomenal. Uh, they all come from a, a background in financial services. A lot of us have actually either been a, a credit union vendor or have actually worked at a credit union. And so not only are we able to carry over that experience, but we also have that practical knowledge. So no matter whom you're talking with, they've been in our credit union partner shoes. And so we either have solutions uh, right away that we can address some of those pain points, or we love to just roll up our sleeves with them when credit unions are talking to us about those pain points. Another thing that I love too is not only do we have that expertise on the front end of that industry experience, but our sister company, Clasis Technologies, on the back end, there's 950 plus individuals that are technical experts. And so they essentially are, are the ones that make those dreams come true with building out those customized solutions uh, for the credit unions. And our technology, you know, just having the ability for credit unions to really fully create something that is theirs, um, as opposed to just grabbing something that's kind of off the shelf and somewhat fits their needs. And then lastly, you know, we're we're your partner through in and throughout. Uh, that's one thing that I really love is everybody on the team, no matter what part of the client journey they're involved in, everybody, you know, is is heavily vested in in the credit union's long-term success. I love hearing that. And you know, being able to say, you know, we are up, we're we're all credit union folks here. And it sounds so great. I know collaboration in itself is is so critical for the credit union community. It's one of the really the really big strengths of the industry too. You hear people talk about it all the time. You know, there's no other industry where you can just call up somebody who's a credit union down the road or across the country and, and they'll share their secrets with you. Yeah. And I know you're a real proponent of that collaboration too. And can you share how collaboration plays a part in in your relationship and work with credit unions? Absolutely. I would say collaboration is is very important to essentially who we are as CU Next Gen. But me as a person, you know, one of the things that I am fortunate and able to do with credit unions is I'm able to do what we call automation workshops. So, you know, credit unions, 
reach out to us and they say, Hey, you, we know you guys have a, a great automation platform. You know, you're very familiar with automating tasks, but we have no idea where to get started. Can you come in on site with us and spend some time with our team? And so we put on these automation workshops and I love doing these because we're actually like physically rolling up our sleeves in these automation workshops, meeting with various different business units and just asking them, Hey, Walk us through what you do on a day-to-day basis. Tell us about your pain points. And my team is over there. We're writing on sticky notes. We're throwing things on charts. And not only do we get the opportunity to kind of hear about their pain points and share some of the success that our partners have been able to achieve on their own or what we're just hearing from other credit unions as far as pain points, but we also are able to deliver uh, kind of actual solutions on that second day of those automation workshops where we're identifying, hey, we heard about all your pain points based on our knowledge from our previous partners and just kind of understanding what you told us. We think that these will be some easy opportunities for you to have immediate impact or some things that have will have some impact, but might be more long term. So I really love those automation workshops, just hearing about the different pain points, sharing any sort of industry experience or knowledge that we're hearing from some of our partners. And then, you know, outside of those automation workshops, we also did just purchase a uh, office building in Cincinnati. It's our corporate office now. And so we're actually going to start leveraging that too for just overall workshops where we're inviting credit unions in to kind of have think tank sessions. This spring, we're hosting one. It's called Automation 360 with the focus on member self-service. And we're inviting in our current partners as well as some other credit unions to get everybody into a room and just talk about where are you seeing successes with helping with members service themselves? Where is there opportunities where we could do more to help members be self-sufficient? So collaborations is huge here at CU Next Gen. That is so great to hear about the the office and the think tank sessions that you're holding. And I think there's so much value in being able to kind of come together in a room and, and then talk about the ideas, talk about the pain points. Love hearing that. And one of the things too, that I think is such a part of the DNA of credit unions is that member focus and, and kind of leading with the human at the center. And it's the reason you know that we all do what we do, but I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the importance of really staying member driven in the work that we do and keeping that mission central? And do you have any tips on how you do that? Yeah. So I would say it is very important. Um, and I would say you know the, the formula success is just remembering that credit unions are cooperatives. And just sticking to the seven cooperative principles. I think if, you know, we don't have to achieve all of those on a daily basis, but if we're able to take one and implement it to what we do on a day-to-day basis, I think that'll continue to drive in on being member-driven and being member-centric. Uh, you know, a question that we get a lot from from credit unions when they're just asking us for help or in these automation workshops is they'll ask us, you know, should we focus more on the member experience or should we focus more on the employee experience? And there's really no right or wrong answer there. Um, you know, we always say, what do you see as being more important at this time? Because ultimately, they're both highly correlated, but it's going to impact the member experience. So I think it's very important that as credit unions continue to progress, that we just can uh, remember that we say member driven. Absolutely. Well, keeping that that sort of member at the center and then thinking about the world around us is changing so rapidly. I'm curious as we look to the future, what is CU Next Gen's focus for the road ahead? Where are you, where are you kind of spending your energy? Absolutely. So we do have a couple big things that are currently in the process. So definitely stay tuned. But I would say a theme that we have throughout um, is disruption. We just like to be different. Uh, one of the things that Haley and I like to joke about is when we start talking with credit unions, you know, sometimes they'll say, hey, 
we're a little bit different. We're thinking a little bit differently about something. And we're like, say no more. We love it. We love people that like to think different. Uh, we're not looking to reinvent the wheel. We actually want to crush the wheel and, and create something that's a little bit more unique. So some other things that we have kind of going on is we will be rolling out our next lead digital banking solution. Super excited to see how that service is implemented at credit unions. And I mentioned the Cincinnati corporate office kind of leveraging that real estate to be more, again, think tank collaboration centers. And so that was, I would say, is kind of what's on the, the road ahead for See You Next Gen. Amazing. I, I like the sort of teaser there, but with the, the central theme of disruption, that is such a great uh, kind of philosophy for the road ahead. It, as we wrap up the show, I always like to have some fun with rapid fire questions to let our listeners get to know you better. Speaking of kind of keeping the human at the center. Um, so we always say the questions are rapid, but your answers don't have to be. So if you're ready, we will jump right in. I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. What is a recent purchase you didn't know you needed that has just become something you can't live without? I love this question. So for my birthday last year, my wife bought us season tickets for Detroit Lions. I have no shame admitting that I am a diehard. And so is my wife a diehard Detroit Lions fan. So we get to have the opportunity to go to every home game. So Detroit's only like two and a half hours from Grand Rapids. So every Sunday, we make the trek over to Detroit. And I honestly... I can't imagine going back to football without being at the stadium. It's it's definitely harder to watch games uh, on TV now and having that in uh, stadium experience. So I love that purchase. That's amazing. <laughs> well, and a good uh, birthday present suggestion for anyone looking for <laughs> looking for something <laughs> for their partner. When you hear the word success, who's the first person that comes to mind for you and why? No question, my father. So. I've always defined success as doing one's personal best. And that man live in degrees doing his personal best on a daily basis, whether it be, you know, as a husband, as a father, as a grandfather, he is a master mechanic um, in the automotive industry. And so, you know, he has literally put his heart and soul into that and is a hard worker and has really done a great job of kind of just setting the example uh, to us kids as what it is to be, you know, a great man and just watching him with my daughters and now his granddaughters. It's uh, super exciting. And so that's definitely the, the person I, I emulate. Amazing. We hear parent a lot on the show and, and it's always so cool to hear the stories about, about why. All right. Random question for you. What are you listening to most right now? Well, obviously see you inside. Sure, sure. <laughs> Love it. Um, but a lot of, I like to listen to a lot of industry related shows. And then I also... I love the Business Wars podcast. So I think the the one series that I always go back and listen to is the McDonald's versus Burger King. But just hearing about all of the different businesses in corporate America that have, you know, quote unquote, competed against each other. I find that super interesting. Uh, there's a couple other that there's one about zero to IPO. And it's about, you know, tech startups from the time that they were starting off into in garages all the way to the point of IPO. Um, so a lot of Industry related, business related, and then just some some guilty pleasures. So Kelly Stafford and Matthew Stafford's uh, wife has a podcast. It's called The Morning After, and I will humbly admit that that is my my guilty pleasure show that I like to listen to. That's awesome. We're gonna link to all of those here for folks who might want to check those out. Any books that you have gifted, or you just think everybody should read? Absolutely. So. 
I, I definitely should probably gift these. I've never gifted these books to anybody. They've been gifted to me. Uh, so I definitely should pay it forward. But the first one is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Uh, I think that book is a stands the test of time. There's so many simple concepts in that that are just very much applicable today. Um, a recent one that I read, um, it's newer in the past couple of years, but it was called uh, Business Made Simple, uh, 60 Days to Master Leadership, Sales, Marketing, and just every avenue of business. And it kind of just simplifies it and even just boiled down to the most simplest terms um, and simplest ideas and concepts. It kind of still makes you think. And it's like, hey, why am I not doing that? I, I need to implement it this way. So I love that book. And then the other one would be Question Behind the Question by John G. Miller. It's a very short and easy read, but it kind of also gets you thinking about how to ask the right questions You know, when you're faced with different situations, whether it be in your work life, personal life, etc. Wonderful. We're going to link to those as well. Those are some great recommendations. I'll have to add a couple of those to my bookshelf too. Um, and then let's say the calendar's empty. What are you doing to unwind outside of work besides maybe your, your football trips? <laughs> <laughs> so that was actually one of the things that I was going to mention. The calendar is not as empty as I would like it to be at some time. So my wife and I have two beautiful daughters, a 14-year-old and a four-year-old, and they definitely keep us busy. But some of the things that I like to do involve the family. So we go to Disney at least once a year. My my daughters and my wife absolutely love Disney. It's their happy place. So we try to do everything we can to get down to Disney. We do a lot of board games together. There's definitely been some friendly family battles at the end of uh, Monopoly or the Game of Life. But I love doing that with the wife and kids. We do some puzzles. My wife and I love dive restaurants. So if there's any sort of kind of hole in the wall we can find, uh, we definitely love to go out and just find great food and in new places. And then coffee shops. My family loves uh, coffee. So if we can find like a local, you know, coffee shop, we'll definitely try to visit that and go have some coffee and kind of just hang out. And if they, if they have any pastries bonus, uh, cause the girls love those pastries. And then personally, uh, I love to smoke meats. So I got a smoker a couple of years ago from my wife's uncle and I really haven't stopped smoking meats. And so I spent a lot of time researching different things and different recipes that I could smoke. And then I still play basketball. We call it beer league, old man basketball, but with my good buddies of 20 plus years, uh, once a week. So it's always fun to kind of get out, get away from uh, the work life and just spend a couple hours of trying to get the old basketball game in. Amazing. So many good things to do. Hopefully your calendar opens up a little bit so you can <laughs> fit in all of all of your different hobbies here. Well, we are going to link to, just like I said, everything we talked about in the show notes. So if you go to the post, the show notes, you should be able to buy the books, the podcast, everything. But my last question for you, Anthony, is do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share or final asks of our listeners today? I do kind of have one final thought. It's more so industry related. It's not as much specific about See You Next Gen. But I think that the overall, the credit union industry is kind of in a unique position in the next five to 10 years. You know, the past couple of years, I, I definitely think some things have accelerated and in other capacities, it's also decelerated. And I don't want to say that the industry's added inflection points, but I think, you know, things like QSOs are going to be more reliant to the day-to-day -day operations and more important than ever to credit unions. You know, it's been amazing to see the amount of fintechs that have kind of popped up over the past couple of years. And I don't want to say the fintech marketplace has been saturated, but I think that the more and more fintechs will just continue to impact what credit unions do on a day-to-day -day basis. And so I think it's very important for credit unions to kind of just, you know, 
take back, uh, absorb and find those really those right partnerships uh, that work best for their credit unions, because I definitely think it'll be important to their long term success. And I was listening to uh, one of the industry podcasts the other day, and a comment was made that more and more experts are, are talking about that the minimal viable solution for credit unions now is a billion dollars or above in assets. And I'll be honest, that kind of irked me a little bit because, you know, I was thought to myself, you know, two thirds of the industry is actually under $100 million in assets and below. Um, I definitely don't think that billion dollars or above is viable. These community credit unions are 100% able to completely thrive in their communities. So I just think it'll be very interesting to see kind of how the next five to 10 years uh, transgress. Absolutely. Well, what a great way to wrap up the show. We're going to link to your contact information. And that for your team at CEO Next Gen, so that anybody who's interested in learning more about the sort of Lego blocks that uh, they can work with, with you all can get some more information there. Thank you so much, Anthony, for being on the show. I hope you stay well. And thanks to all of our listeners today for tuning into the CEO Insight Network podcast. And we will be back again next time. <laughs>